0: everyone and welcome to the NARSA Weekly Update for the week commencing Monday the 12th of September 2022. It's Gary here again and well, that was the week that we all didn't want in in more ways than one, wasn't it? Continuing her form of giving up pretty much everything to her opponents for the second game in a row in the first half... Then, all of that being, quite honestly, put into perspective and completely overshadowed on Thursday by the passing of Her Majesty the Queen at the age of 96. I was, I was actually chatting uh, with Brian Campbell earlier in the week, last week, and he was commenting how frail Her Majesty looked, and at the time I hadn't actually seen the photographs of her formally welcoming and addressing um, the, the Prime Minister at the time, and I think I think that was Tuesday, so... I uh, did uh, a quick uh, Google image check, and, and indeed she was looking very frail at that point. And um, unfortunately, that was, I guess, probably one of, if not the last formal uh, thing she did in serving uh, her great country. 15 prime ministers over almost 70 years um, actually over 70 years I should say actually because the platinum was last year but what an incredible tenure she she served for and I'm actually going to list the Prime Ministers here and because I think it's kind of cool when I was doing my my notes for this week's pod I thought I'll just take a peek down and then when I was looking I was like oh my word this is this is quite interesting so I'll go from one through and there's actually a wee bit of a twist in it as well so the first one was Winston Churchill then it was Anthony Eden. Then it was Harold Macmillan. Alec douglas Home, Harold Wilson. Ted Heath. Harold Wilson again. James Callaghan. Margaret Thatcher. John Major. Tony Blair. Gordon Brown. David Cameron. Theresa May. Boris Johnson. And then, as I said last week, they're just Liz Truss. Now, I know the history books say that she swore in or whatever the actual name of it is 15 but if you do it in chronological order and non-consecutive order it is 16 because you had the two Harold Wilsons in there in between or sandwiching sorry I guess Ted Heath and um, so that, that was that was kind of uh, interesting but a bit of a who's who of, of UK political history right there as I say I thought it was a wee bit interesting what an incredible woman and servant to her country and an ambassador for for grace and presence really such a such an inspiration and she'll be sorely sorely missed by many as you can see from all the footage of, of the coffin making its way from Scotland down uh, to, to England there over the last day or so it's just amazing the amount of people that are showing up just to, to get a chance to take a peek, one last peek at Her Majesty. I was in Lodge on Thursday night and uh, quite honestly I didn't really feel right about attending Lodge on the night of her passing but... The leadership wanted to go ahead, and and quite to be fair, you know, in hindsight, it was done very well and very very gracious, and, and I was actually glad to glad to have been uh, part of it. But anyway, we were in lodge and had the opportunity to sing "God Save the King," and I don't mind admitting that it felt kind of weird, but thankfully I didn't fluff my lines on that one, and we we also did uh, pay a wonderful tribute to Her Majesty at the same time. As well. Speaking of fluffing our lines, I had an absolute belter of a what Gaz got wrong last week, didn't I? (laughs) Oh my word. Yep. For those who listened, I said that the Ajax game last week was on Tuesday, when in fact it was on Wednesday. Wow. That's, what's that like? That's like, um, That's like printing the wrong date on the daily newspaper or producing a calendar and forgetting that it's a leap year or something bizarre like that, whoopsie daisy, that's my apologies, and and apologies if I gave anyone a mild coronary (laughs) on that one, you know, by maybe listening to that before you had a chance to know when the game actually was, that's my bad, I'll do better and actually read more closely when doing my research for the pods from now on, I promise. On to the game segment for this past week. As I mentioned at the top of the pod there, another horror show for our beloved team and a very heavy 4 nil defeat in our, in our re-entry to the Champions League group stages. Man, was that sobering on so many levels and quite honestly, I don't enjoy being sober too, too much, so that was a double whammy. I did say in last week's recap that he that Giovanni just shouldn't start, they couldn't start. Uh, John McLaughlin in the Ajax game and of course he does that very thing, so... I guess we we know how far down the pecking order Alan McGregor has come then. Oh, well. Thankfully, he wasn't um, the the main villain on, on the evening. We didn't uh, get really get started in, in, the, in the game, in the, certainly in the early, start, early stages of the game which actually transpired to be the full first half but we didn't know that at the time and it seemed like Ajax were, were quite content just to kind of feel things out. We gave a completely free header chance around 10 or 12 minutes or so, a complete free header and but just like in our domestic form we, we don't seem to learn a thing. Either in game or from training or anything like that, and then we lose yet another goal directly from a corner in 17 minutes when Goldson and Tav just kind of fell asleep again, and and their their guy Alvarez puts it in completely unmarked. just an absolutely incredibly ridiculous goal to lose. I just kind of fed up with these. This this basically just spurred the Ajax on, and they stepped up and had it. It seemed at the time chance after chance after chance that were pretty much pretty much guilty of trying to walk it into the net which is a, a thing that we sometimes label at our team as well and and this pressure just didn't relent and then I don't even know what player it was he tried some sort of fancy overstep move on the outside of the box and and let, don't tell me he meant this and it very fortunately breaks for their player to get in and get a shot away that takes a giant deflection off of a very unfortunate James Sands to put it in To What was essentially an OG, but it was awarded to their player, I guess, because he had it on target. So if it gets deflected, it's still the player's goal anyway. Um, And that was around about 30, 32 minutes or so, something like that. And Leo, what Leo and I did uh, is we turned all notifications off for the day we agreed. He, He went to school, turned his phone not off completely, but all the notifications off. I did the same and it's even more torture because it was an earlier kickoff game. And then we watched it together after working after school. And anyway, back to the game, so rather amusingly at that point, 2-0, I said to Leo, listen, I, th- I still think we could we could grow into this game and w- once we start playing and start really, you know, seeing what they've got in defence, why not? And I don't actually think I even got a chance to finish that sentence and then Tav just got completely stripped and exposed by, uh, by their boy Kudus, Kudus, something like that, um, who ran all the way around them and, and pretty much unchallenged, quite honestly. into into our box and and then what a finish fair's fair it was an absolutely world-class finish to make it 3-0 in 33 minutes and then that's all that very familiar feeling that we get that we're just not at the races and the game is done in just over half an hour for the second game in a row and I'm absolutely pig sick of, of that feeling and Ajax didn't stop and it was McLaughlin making a couple of saves that he needed to make to keep the uh, the score respectable. He even came out for a cross ball right on half-time, which was nice. I remember the big criticism of Alan McGregor over the past few years was that he didn't come for cross balls and that left the defence really exposed, which which is true. I don't actually recall a whole bunch of times his successor actually comes out for cross balls either, but maybe I'm just still totally biased against him right now after that, that... Ridiculous performance at Sharkhead the, the the weekend before. Anyway, second half was pretty much a carbon copy of the second half at Sharkhead, Head. Uh, with, with one exception, we did have the ball on the net after an absolutely brilliant right foot. Yeah, yeah, you heard me, right foot. finished by Borna Barisic in the 70th minute. You just never know what might happen from that. You know, two goals down with 20 minutes to go. Unfortunately, Ryan Kent oh, it was a wee bit lazy. And coming back and was offside when he collected the ball in the lead up to, to to getting it to Borna. So we're not getting much luck with the VAR decisions this season like we did in the Europa League last season. That's for sure. Such a shame because it was an absolutely brilliant finish. And what a goal that would have been. That would have made one of the goals of, of the week, I'm fairly sure. But anyway, as I said, like at Shark Head, we, we had a wee bit of improvement. We had some huff and puff. They took the foot off the gas. And then we just lose a goal that's uh, it's just a combination of tragicness and madness in the same and at least this time it wasn't McLaughlin because I think I would have burst a blood vessel if it was and I just don't think I could have handled that. Now this time it was, you know, the supposedly ever-dependable Ryan Jack with just a blind suicide pass to their guy who walks around McLaughlin and slots it home for their fourth and then the fella, a wee bit bizarrely, just went down straight after scoring and then had to go off, actually went off injured. Weird. I didn't see anything that happened to him. Happen maybe the, the pass from Jack was... Waited a wee bit differently than he would have liked, or something like that, and he tweaked something. So maybe that was a method in Jack's madness. Nah, I don't know. Just absolute trash by Ryan Jack for that one. Uh, Ryan Kent almost had the ball in the ne- in extra time, but it just wasn't to be. And that would have been decent and possibly important. You never know for for the goal difference come qualification time for for whatever it is we're chasing at the end of this at uh, the end of this group. It may be nothing that we were playing right now. To be dead honest, but. Especially after Napoli's four-one thrashing of Liverpool, if we had matched that result, then we wouldn't have been in quite a, quite as bad a shape. Anyway, positives. It's great to be back in the Champions League. Although based based on this showing, it's going to be a it's going to be a long next five games. I, I tell you that. You know, I looked on on Malmo's performances last year after they they took us apart at um, at Ibrox when we thought we were going to get through last year, and I think. I don't think they got a point, did they? Maybe they got one point and I think they scored maybe one or two goals in the the, the six games that they played and boy, does it feel like that uh, that might be our story if we don't really pull our socks up here. Another positive, McLaughlin wasn't at fault for any of the goals as I mentioned earlier and he did make a couple of decent saves that he would be expected to make to be perfectly honest. Antonio Cholak the boy does his best in every single game but he's cutting a very isolated figure up top in these very tough away games that's just not his game he's a poacher and if we give him chances he'll give us a great opportunity to score but you know leaving him up there as the the kind of target man or the the guy that's going to hold up or do the sort of stuff that Alfie can do that's not his game and finally on the positivity stuff we having Leon King making an impressive Champions League debut in a reshuffled defence at half time after went off um, Is going to do the, the boy absolutely no harm whatsoever. Negatives, you know, were just outclassed again, and and the, some of the, the goals we lost were absolutely dreadful again as well. It's just embarrassing uh, to, to look at that sort of stuff. Referee watch, I thought that uh, Tobias Steeler from Germany was brilliant. <laughs> I just I like to get the, the referee's names right as much as I can. But uh, yeah, I think it was brilliant. He let the game flow when he could and stopped it only when absolutely necessary. So he's actually going to get a 9 out of 10 uh, for that game. Our second game last week, as you'll know, was postponed after the passing of Her Majesty. And quite honestly, I can't help but thinking that this game being postponed was a, was a bit of a blessing for us as we were on a dramatic slide there last week. At one point, we're flying and we're only what, a very poor refereeing, a couple of very poor refereeing decisions away against Hibbs from being level at the top of the league going into the uh, into the, the, the the game at Shark Head and then Tom Lawrence gets injured at the end of the St Johnson game and then we just absolutely fall apart all over the pitches. I mean, is Lawrence really that good and that important for us? I'm not 100% sure. He's been doing great, of course, but the whole team is just an absolute shell without him in it. And it's, it's been an incredible slide uh, from the team. And I and I, I don't mind admitting, and maybe this is just a glass um, half empty, but I just, I, I couldn't see it getting much better at Potodri for us. So we'll hopefully, I've used this time to regroup and, and get back to basics. And hopefully we'll see a marked improvement this week. So speaking of this week, two games this week. Starting with this Wednesday Is rearranged from Tuesday Now trust me I know for a fact The game is Wednesday this week And I know for a fact It was supposed to be Tuesday This week And it was rearranged Due to uh, some, some policing shortages In, in light of the, the coverage That uh, Her Majesty uh, Needs for right now So it is Wednesday Champions League game At home Against Napoli And that's 3pm uh, Eastern Standard Time kickoff. That's 1pm Mountain Standard Time kickoff. That's my time, of course, and uh, that's eight PM back home. And as, as I mentioned before, Napoli really put one over on Liverpool in the first game, and they actually also sit atop uh, Serie A and are unbeaten domestically after I think it's six games. So kind of roughly about the same um, same start to the season um, as we've had games wise, game number of games wise. I mean, not not performances of results, obviously. Uh, but I, I did get... I have to give you a bit funny here. I did get a message from Scott Allen from Bramley last week that was a kind of capture that said, Rangers have asked UEFA to cancel next week's game versus Napoli. UEFA said... Oh, sorry. UEFA told them if they did, it would be an automatic 3-0 defeat. Rangers said, fine. It'll be the best result we've had in weeks. <laughs> I have to admit, I laughed out loud at that one. And that's kind of the situation I'm in right now. If I don't laugh or greet, to be dead honest... Now, I'm reminded that around this time, last season, we were laughing hysterically at that mob from the East End. And they just got their head down and they plugged away and they gelled and then they just started performing and performing and performing. Certainly domestically, not in Europe. And before you know it, they they won the league. So I'm going to keep believing because it's way too early for, for anything else. And we'll just see how things shake out over the next wee while. Our second game is back to league action at home to Dundee United on Saturday, and that's a 10am Eastern Standard Time, 3pm UK kick-off. And interestingly, United haven't been beat since they lay down 9-0 against the East End mob. I'm pretty sure Pretty sure Rangers don't have a 9 nil in us right now, but I'll take any sort of victory on Saturday just to get us back in the win column and hopefully... Steady the ship a wee bit. For RTV, nothing to report on that front since they actually didn't have broadcast rights for the Champions League game last week. So so nothing on the RTV front. For shout-outs for this week, firstly, I'd like to wish from everyone at NASA a very happy 80th birthday to the greatest ever Ranger, John Gregg, who celebrated a significant milestone yesterday so I guess that was the the 11th of September. It's tremendous to see uh, Mr Greg still actively involved at the club and having a hand in, in supporting Jer's uh, former former Rangers players via the, the Rangers former players benevolence club too and and whatever else he does behind the scenes I think he's a mainstay there so happy birthday Mr Greg and here's to many more. And following on that one you know, I mentioned it a wee bit at the top of the pod there. This week, from a shout out perspective, it's really all about the monarchy for me, and I'd like to congratulate King Charles III on his ascendancy to the throne. I had an inkling, for some bizarre reason in my life, that he might never get the opportunity to become king, and I, and I have absolutely no basis for thinking that apart from. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth just not relinquishing the crown at any point during her life. And I wondered maybe if something else was going to happen with the monarchy and something w- was going to kind of shift after her passing, but that wasn't to be. So to see him take on the duties so elegantly and, of course, to recite the work required, uh, and, and which included the statement, Now I think I got this right because I actually played the video a few times and captured the text, uh, do faithfully promise and swear that I shall viably maintain and preserve the settlement of the true Protestant religion as established by the laws made in Scotland, and that got a whole bunch of anti-monarchy arseholes in a bit of a frenzy, didn't it? <laughs> My God, it's brilliant. I have to, I have to mention at this point, actually, some of the absolutely disgusting vile filth that's been posted online I'm not a big online guy as as most of you probably know so I go on it now and again and I'll just I'll take a wee peek now and again but it certainly doesn't dominate my day or my life or anything like that but to see some of the disgusting stuff online it's just it's just demoralizing and and, and really has me questioning the the actual socialness of social media I think social media was conceived for good uh, but it just seems to have given Low intelligence, zero personality, Neanderthals, a platform to spew utter garbage out there into the world. If you you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything at all. And if you think anyone's interested in your opinion, they're not. So get a grip and just piss off back to whatever hole you came from and take a good look at yourself, you utter cretins. Just disgusting. Anyway... NARSA 2023, I can officially confirm that it is 276 days and 39 weeks until Toronto Midtown 2023. And that is going to be a belter. Yeah, we're into the 30s now in weeks to go. It's getting closer. Uh, We were informed last week that we had a change of events management point of contact at the hotel. And we managed to meet with her. On Thursday afternoon, just to do some introductions and go through where things currently stand, what's on our immediate radar, and 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 what things we need from them in the short term. She seems very nice, and more more importantly. As sharp as attack as well. So hopefully that bodes well for our ongoing planning and executing efforts as we close in on the event. Our target is to have the hotel and event tickets available for sale in September, which is our typical timeline on non-worldwide pandemic years. So we'll definitely work towards that, and and stay tuned. And ho- hopefully by next week, I'll actually be able to provide a wee bit more information on what we're able to do on the the travel packages front as well, because part of the meeting on Thursday was to to discern a wee bit of Um, reality and in terms of what's achievable and what isn't achievable for from the hotel perspective only for that so hopefully we'll have a wee bit of an update on that for next week as i say on to other business your NASA executive have a meeting tomorrow night that's tuesday and for absolute real it's tuesday i don't have my days mixed up this week i promise i'm going to keep saying that just to make sure but uh, we will just work through our regular agenda items and and establish our near-term action items for the convention as we as we move forward. So I'll share more of the pertinent information and the main outputs from that meeting on next week's pod. On the, the communications front for this past week, it's kinda like last week, where there isn't a whole hell of a lot going on to be honest. Like like last week the, the Ranger site has been has been pretty dormant it feels like and there hasn't been a lot of activity on the business side of things of late. And I think we kinda get to that when we're in a real glut of games uh, to be honest. So it's not that anything bad is happening unless you read what dave king posted in an open letter to the board which i'm not even going to touch for this week but uh, yeah the, the only main update i have you I have for you is on the memorabilia associated with the rangers 72 film we now have the NASA specific code, and we'll be sending that out later this week. And I'd encourage everyone to, to, at the very least, take take a peek. And if this is your jam, and you can afford it, it might be a cracking gift for to, for someone for a upcoming anniversary, birthday, or Christmas, because that's just around the corner, as well. So we'll pop that out on our social media and through our email distribution lists as well. And and as I say, if you're into that, get going on that. They are they are limited edition, eh, very much so. So so don't delay if you are interested and and what I did want to share this week was was in the area of benevolence actually a wee while ago we were approached by Alfredo Morelos' charity who'd been trying for a wee while to, to get my email to work in some way they contacted us through social media and they told me we passed on the email address they kept saying we can't get through I'm like it's not coming through it's not in my junk folder or anything like that not exactly sure what happened, but once we got emailed to work, we had a wee bit of dialogue and, and we had a nice chat about what they were looking for from NARSA and, you know, like in terms of, you know, support and, and you know, in financial or other and kind of, of support. And, but admittedly, this was towards the kind of latter part of the transfer window being open and right around about the time when the Alfie of old showed up and got his red card, the Easter road. So I kind of thought to myself, Hmm. I think I'll just wait this one out and make sure Alfie is still actually with us next week. <clears throat> and then we'll take it from there. And then, of course, Gio drops him from the squad completely. And at that point, I'm thinking, I don't know if this is going to be a long-term conversation we're going to have with his, with his charity foundation. <laughs> but lo and behold, he is indeed still with us. And then hopefully we'll get the Alfie old back. The good one, not the red card one. And then we'll take it from there. But the reason I tell you this is that for, for long-term listeners, you'll know that benevolence is something that's top of mind for me and, and the executive. And, and I'd like to get a wee bit more uh, purposeful, a wee bit more organised about it going forward. So we, we will discuss this in tomorrow's executive meeting. And I may have a wee bit more to share about that on next week's pod. So that'll do it for this week, my friends. As always, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to listen. And please do share it with whomever you think might enjoy it. And until next week, here's to... I don't know, hopefully more respectable uh, scorelines for our team this week to get ourselves back on track. So until next week, please do take care of yourself. All the very best. Cheerio.